In this bulletin, the man accused of making the bomb that blew up a Pan Am flight over Scotland in 1988 is taken into US custody. The vice president of the European Parliament embroiled in a corruption case. And in cricket, Australia to name a squad for the first test match against South Africa. All the latest from the SBS newsroom, I'm Brooke Young. The man accused of making the bomb that blew up Pan Am Flight 103 over Lockerbie in Scotland in 1988 has been taken into custody in the United States. Libyan man Abu Aguila Masud has been taken into custody two years after US officials announced charges against him. The bomb on board the Boeing 747 en route to the United States killed all 259 people on board and 11 on the ground, the deadliest ever militant attack in Britain. The Greens say they will not support any attempt to offer compensation to coal and gas producers when Parliament resumes this week to legislate on the government's energy price cap plan. Leader Adam Band says he has heard reports that the government is considering compensation as part of its energy package. His party would meet on Tuesday to decide its final position on the legislation, but he says a deal that involves compensation would send the wrong message. The Greens do not support the government putting their hand into people's pockets to give compensation to coal corporations that have been making record profits off the back of everyday people's pain. The body of a man has been found in waters in the South Australian outback town of Taylorville. Police found the body in Ross Lagoon in the Murray River region after receiving an emergency call on Sunday. The man has not yet been identified and the circumstances of his death are still being investigated. It is not yet certain if it is related to the recent floods in the region. Meanwhile, another body has been found in the New South Wales Central West. The body of a woman was located by police in the Mount Canobola State Recreation Area yesterday afternoon. The woman, who was described as 47 years old, had been reported as missing after going on a hike last month and was found around two kilometres away from her last spotted location. The exact circumstances of her death are still being investigated. The federal government is extending support for vulnerable children to access dental services, funding the Child Dental Benefits Schedule for another four years. The CDBS sees eligible children aged 0 to 17 access up to $1,026 in benefits over two years for basic dental services, delivered in both the public and the private sector. Health Minister Mark Butler says it's an important program, particularly for rural, remote and Indigenous communities. We know households are under enormous pressure financially right now, but these services are free of charge and they're overwhelmingly bulk billed if you're going to a private dentist and you're eligible for the Childhood Dental Benefits Scheme. Four people have been charged over allegedly receiving money and gifts from a Gulf state to influence decisions in the European Parliament. While none have been named, at least one is a parliamentary member. Six people have been held for questioning, two of whom were released, after Belgian police launched raids on at least 16 premises across the capital, Brussels. The lobbying scandal, which allegedly involved Qatari officials, has seen Vice President of the European Parliament, Eva Kiley, suspended and relieved of her duties. Member of the European Parliament and Greece socialist leader Nikos Androlikos says Ms Kylie will no longer run with his party in the 2024 elections. 
The corruption case for which Mrs. Cayley is being investigated became known on Friday. I don't think we delayed our reaction for only a few seconds or minutes. All of us then learned of her involvement, and for this we took an immediate decision to suspend her. I remind our political opponents that when she made her insulting statements about labour and human rights in Qatar at the EU Parliament, I immediately condemned her positions in a TV interview. The man vying to become Fiji's new Prime Minister says he's concerned about the Pacific nation's relationship with Australia. Contender Sitaveni Rambuka from the People's Alliance Party has told SBS News that he's disappointed the Australian High Commission in Fiji has not reached out for a meeting. I don't know whether Australia wants to work with us. Every mission in Fiji has asked for my comment, have come to interview me or ask me for how... How, what are my views on the, on the lead-up to the election, except for Australia? The Department of Foreign Affairs has refuted these claims, saying in a statement that the Australian High Commission has engaged with all major Fijian political parties. Meanwhile, party leaders have held their last campaign rallies this weekend before Fijians go to the polls on Wednesday and a media blackout starts at midnight. Mr Rambuka has pledged to revive Fiji's sugar industry and increase education scholarships, while incumbent PM Frank Bainamarama has urged voters to look at everything they have done together, including education initiatives and free open-heart surgery becoming available for the first time ever in Fiji. And heading over to sport, the Australian cricket side will today name a squad for the first test against the South African Proteas. Saturday's Test Series opener in Brisbane is expected to see the return of Australian captain Pat Cummins after he was sidelined with a thigh injury for Australia's second test in Adelaide. But his pace partner Josh Hazelwood is long odds to feature after suffering a side strain that also saw him miss the Adelaide match. Replacement pacemen Scott Boland and Michael Nesser impressed at Adelaide Oval, but one will be squeezed out of the South African opener by Cummins' return. And that's the latest from the SBS Newsroom. More at midday. I'm Brooke Young.